On August 14th, Nelson J. Chu, better known as DJ Official, passed after undergoing a double lung transplant. He was the DJ and producer for Cross Movement Records at one point, and most recently was the DJ and producer for Lecrae and the guys over at Reach Records. He will be sorely missed. He leaves behind a wife and two daughters. And so we're dedicating this show to him. Rest in peace, my brother. Preacher, he ain't preaching to the choir, preaching to the riots, daddy got fired, he ain't got no Medicare, sipping liquor in his chair, blank stare, need a blank check, where your bank at, baby's had a birthday, they gon' need a rain check, rich man need a vacation, hop a plane, broke man need a vacation, Mary Jane, walk outside and everything is lovely, butterflies in my stomach from this girl I wanna see, party in the neighborhood and everybody on the street, they was on that Stevie Wonder, now it's Frankie Beverly, I done seen days go crazy, time fly by, baby it was yesterday or maybe 65, I'm for real about the coma. Yeah. I'm for real when I say. Yeah. So for real when we own it. I'm for real when I breathe. Yeah. I'm for real, this ain't entertainment. So for real, don't doubt. And I'm for real, got them strikes. Yeah. But he for real took them last year. Probably thought it was a tragic. Then he came back lavish. Whole story was a classic. Whole story was a classic. Heavenly, but you know me better than me, so what a fool in the set. I'm pushing a wicked, 
Nothing I can hope to offer more than broken. Praying just to know the Father, tears falling down my face like it's holy water. Lord, have mercy on my soul. I know hell ain't taking up, so I can't sleep soundly. Oh, you think you know it all? Oh, won't you tell me about me? Why see God been working in my life? Ain't no need for thinking twice. All of my demons scheme at night. Crowded with people that's waiting on me to fall like the leaning tower of peace. It's simple to see the game when you beat the scout in the bleachers. I beat the buzzer beater, then leave with a cheer leaf. She put it on me. Cause these days I'm scared one might put it on me. Remember when I promised that I wouldn't be alone. I never know where I would go if you wasn't rolling. Yeah, you the only one that really know me. You love me even though. I'm no Nothing I can hope to offer more than broken. Praying just to know the Father, tears falling. Now my face like it's holy water. Lord, have mercy on my soul. Hey, we was booming out the way, on the way. Now they the way showing out. I'm sorry, I never been civil. Who produced me and made me gorilla? Faulty packaging, rather than killers. Look what happened, I still got delivered. You don't get it, Grayson came to get us. Now we looking different, it's a lovely feeling. When the spirit in us, now this crack and whipping. Got the more riding, but my Jesus music hanging out the window. I'm like, oh, you don't know. Till the truth hit hard in a big box Chevy, like, oh, you don't know. See the whole team with me and we all ride heavy. 10-4, they watching our M.O. Furlow, Roger that, I copy that. They can feel it in their jeans and design a fact. Playing they just watch it till I got his back. Ride through the city with my careful. Got the bass beating hard out the window. They be looking, they ain't knowing what we fin do. Look closer, you can see who we can to. Feeling for when I'm whipping through. With my dogs going hard, trying to give them truth. All these bars need a lawyer to sit with you. We will all choose to start when we eat the fruit. Hey, we was booming out the way, on the way. Now they the way showing out the base. Yeah, crowd going wild, oh behave. Tell them we just sit in your town on them scary. Sorry, we never been civil. We mobbing all black like a widow. Hey, it's in danger, we trouble. Hey, Patty, she ain't got the windows. He said that we were like some killers. Control like I'm in a whip, slipping on black ice. Which is just a figure of speech, and I'm spinning to reach those out of my reach. Now, how about I teach souls all about who Jesus? And I'm praying they'll backslide. But for that to happen, you would have to be in them first. And if you in them, then why would you go slipping back in your hearse? What has happened before? It's even happened to your bull rap, and the Lord had to come grabbing me and snatching me towards him. Would have had to leave the game and gradually forfeit. So when you see this man stand, see the kickstand. And if we're flipping it and sticking the land, then it's only because he wouldn't let us slip from his hands. And of course, his race is fixing a fix. And whether they live in North or South of the Mason Dixon. You want your 
Like all state, I'm rocking faith. That's all day. Get my hand up like Nene. Hey! I'm coming up with it. I know how I'm living. You act like you know, but you really don't get it. Just miss me, little homie, with all of that fakery up in this thing on the rise like a bakery. I'm like an addict. Uh, I'm so a fanatic. Got me bugging the rap. Act like you know it's a habit. And I'm right here. I won't leave. I'm in the zone, so I fly. This love is unconditional. There's no science like Bill Nye. We serve the king of our kings. Our kings. Our kings. I'm from the dirt, but I ride clean. Ride clean. Ride clean. That light bright, I'm on high beam. He's the I, 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 no visor. Boy, act like you know. Cool G, all I wanna be. Backtracking on the lessons I've ingested. 
Humility sets in a millisecond. Every woman getting dogged, every child without a home. Every soldier that we lost, every girl that thinks she grown. To that man flipping backwards on the Maury show. You all excited, Mr. the moral of the story, bro. Cause that girl you laid down made that rash decision with had a kid. No father, that's disappointing, yo. Cause in this world, the devil making dinner out of sinners. And welfare cases of brothers without a father. And all I ever want is give you something to remember. It's a lot of brothers making single mothers out of daughters. That's real. I give you that real. I give you that good lyric to keep it trill. I give you that good skilling like this to feel. Homie, bless God. Little something for you to build on. Give you that real. I give you that real. I give you that good lyric to keep it trill. I give you that good skilling like this to feel. Homie, bless God. Biggie sent more money, more problems. I find I got more problems without me. I'm that dude with no money in his wallet. Ask if I'm buying a new chase, nah, I doubt it. I wish I had a new model car. Instead, my whip was cooked up in oak, too. I thank God, though, for everything I do have. Ain't much else I can do. I wanna cry when I bottle up the stress and not having dividends, but money don't buy happiness. I can't deny the fact that I am blessed. Seeing my lady and my baby seem to make me the happiest. Sometimes my want for monetary gain nearly drives me to the brink of insanity. Till I recognize that the measure of a man can't be decided by how much cash he has on him. But they say money makes the world go. No, I don't believe it, no. You think money makes the world go round? You think it makes it go? Nah, I don't believe it, no. You think money makes the world go round? You think money makes the world go round? Last year brought a lot of pain. Cloudy thoughts birthed a lot of rain. I made decisions I can never change. I swore I never put my family through. That almost put us in the early grave. Was grazed, uh, but the bullets didn't penetrate. Now, Lord, I need you in my heart to come and renovate. Knock the walls down and pour the carpet up. Then nail it back together. Cause you the carpenter, yeah. The left of a sunny days in the forecast. Singing up, would have made it on the dust smash. Cause you came in and you pulled me out. Show me grace when I was in doubt. When I know I didn't deserve that. With a Feeling now, what a what a feeling now. Man, I ain't got a pair of things that you put it down. Yeah, I stared off or try to navigate. Just to learn firsthand, God calibrates. Yeah. Trying to find my way out. Looking for somewhere to go. Sing to him, Can you hear me out. I'm not here to be no more. I need to find myself and who I am. Made to be, made to be. For some time alone, cause all I'm singing is the blues like a saxophone. Uh, was told life's what you make of it, but lately, man, I've been faking it. Cause the real me, I ain't trying to be. Once I saw the inner me was the enemy, yeah, that's right. So now it's back to the basics, so I can see clear, see clear. That's lace, lace. We hope you enjoyed the music mix, and now we have a gospel message. Coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. 
Paul wasn't doing this so that he could be exalted. Why was Paul going about proclaiming the gospel to the churches? He was doing it for their sake so that they too could experience the glory and the grace and the mercy of God so that they too would be in his presence at the end of time. And so he says, yes, everything is for your sake so that grace as it extends to more and more people may increase in thanksgiving to the glory of God. Why was Paul preaching the gospel message? Yes, he truly believed in it, but he wanted this to be extended to others. See, when there is something that is that good, that is so gracious, that is so superior, don't you want others to experience that as well? I know I do this quite often when I go and find a good restaurant. I would go back and tell my family and friends I found this restaurant that was so good. The, the, the ribs were so good and the and the barbecue and the mashed potatoes and all of it was so good. I know some of the people that I work with at Cal, California Baptist University, they'll go to places and they'll come back and they say, Mary, you got to go to this place. Why? It was so good. It was delicious. Well, that's how Paul thought about the Lord. That's what he thought about God and his son, Jesus Christ, that it was so grand. It was so superior. It was so magnificent that he wanted it to extend out to others. And so that's why Paul says this. Yes, everything is for your sake so that grace as it extends to more and more people may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Paul was willing to preach this message even to his own hardship so that others could receive the gracious mercy of God. Paul hoped that this would not only be extended to a select few, he wanted this to be experienced by many. And see, this is the evangelist in Paul. He wanted others to hear about the gospel. He wanted others to receive the good news. He wanted them to experience what he experienced. And see, as they experienced this, as more and more people came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, God would be magnified. He would be given more thanksgiving and he would be glorified as others came to know him. And so this future hope was a hope that should be extended to others. And see, for us today, we should do the same thing. See, just as Paul truly believed that Christ is going to return, we need to have that hope as well. We need to have the hope that Christ is going to return. Paul believed that Christ would return during his lifetime. That was the expectant hope that he had. I hope that we would have that same hope that Christ is going to return, that our mindset would be found upon Christ, that as Paul talks about in Colossians chapter 3, that we would place our mind in the heavens and that we would be thinking about Christ, living a life that is pleasing, walking in a manner that is worthy of the gospel so that our mindset would be placed upon Christ and that we would glorify him. But on the flip side, we also should think that Christ, maybe he delays and therefore we want others to experience the good news concerning Christ. So that when Christ does return, that they too are prepared to meet God face to face. So that God can look at them and say, 
I am well pleased with the way that you have lived your life. I am well pleased, my good and faithful servant. And so Paul had this future hope. That's why he was willing to sacrifice. But then he goes on to say this at verse 16. And we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. But even during this time, there is a time that Paul was being persecuted because of his message. He was being persecuted because of his faith. He was sacrificing and experienced hardship. Paul would not allow any failure to terminate his ministry or cause him to grow tired in it. That's how we should be. Now, the natural question would be, well, when is Christ going to return? When is he coming back? We have been waiting and waiting and waiting. We're not getting any younger. And in fact, the outer man is perishing. Each and every day that we live here, we walk on this earth. We are growing closer and closer to our final day here on this earth. Paul is speaking about the corruptibility of mankind, how man and woman experiences death and that the body is given up to death which is an ongoing process. And yes, we are dying physically day by day, but again, the spiritual man is being renewed. I remember a family friend telling me one time, he goes, I'm grateful that the Lord gave me cancer. And I remember looking at him like he was crazy because I could not fathom someone thinking that they that going through cancer and cancer treatment, how it drove them closer to the Lord. But he said there with plain, plain thought, plain talk, and he was serious. He said, I am glad that the Lord gave me cancer because it has made me rely upon him even more and more each and every day. And see, being a young man in his 20s at that time, I could not understand that. But I get it now. I understand much greater now because I understand that he had a future hope. His hope was in Christ. Just as Paul's hope was in Christ, that's where his hope was. And he knew even if he died of cancer, which eventually he did, cancer took his life. But he realized that I am going to be in the presence of my Lord. And the affliction that I experienced here, even though it is hurtful and it is painful, it was momentary. And the glory of the Lord is eternal. And so, our trials and our tribulations, they test the sincerity of their of our faith. But it also allows us to know that there is a greater glory that is awaiting us. And it is God who has fashioned us to salvation for the glory of the heavenly body. He will complete what he has begun so those who are his might partake in his eternal glory. And so as we look back, for example, at Jesus Christ, who experienced heartache and pain and affliction. But we know that he rose with this heavenly body. And so he is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. Paul, who experienced heartache and pain and affliction, even from his own countrymen, but he is in the presence of the Lord. He is in glory. I think about that man that I was just speaking of, Brother Jerry, Brother, Brother Jerry, who died of cancer. And yes, the affliction was great, 
but he is sitting in glory in the presence of the Lord. See, the things that they experienced here on this earth were momentary, but glory is eternity. It's eternal. And see, that's what we have as a hope. And because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen, for what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternity. Thank you for listening to the message from Senior Pastor Merritt Robinson. If you would like further information about the ministry of Infinite Christian Fellowship, please go to www.infinitechristian.com. Once again, that is www.infinitechristian.com. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sis. If you can hear through hip-hop, then hear this. Here it is. Fresh off the presses. Here to lift souls and clear all depression. Because I know what it's like when the sun's all shining, but your soul feels night. Feels like you're caught under gloom's dark presence with a little light shining like the moon's sharp crescent. Talk about it. How many days going by when I said I was going to win and I ain't even try? I wake up at half court, the day is half gone, time left on the board is mad short. Rushing my shots, I hurry out the door, I don't pray, I don't take my worries to the Lord. How much time does it take to run the floor, get the stopwatch, and maybe I The Infinite Flow watch. Show, where hip-hop, the gospel, and sports intersect. Welcome to the sports segment, where we cover the best of the week in sports and shine the spotlight on the brighter side of professional competition. Fasten your seatbelts, because we're getting started. First up is Sports Express, Infinite Flow's top headlines in under 60 seconds. We're all finished with the Olympic Games in Rio with Team USA winning the overall medal count. And the games were nothing short of spectacular with headliners like Usain Bolt ending his historic career with a total of nine gold medals. That's nine for nine in Olympic competition, including this year's Games in Rio, where he placed in gold in the men's 4x100 meter relay, the men's 200 meters, as well as the men's 100 meters. The most decorated Olympian in Olympic history, swimmer Michael Phelps silenced speculation that he would be joining the U.S. men's swim team for the 2020 Games in Tokyo by announcing that he would not. Drama unfolded during the men's 4 by 100 meter relay as the U.S. finished third in the race but was disqualified as leadoff runner Mike Rogers was ruled to have passed the baton to Justin Gatlin outside the first exchange zone of the relay. The U.S. men were disqualified for a handoff outside the takeover zone between the first and second leg. The U.S. U.S. men appealed but lost the appeal. And finally, a special congratulations to the host nation Brazil for winning their first ever soccer gold medal. Brazil defeated Germany as tens of thousands of Brazilians cheered on. And this has been Infinite Flow's top headlines in under 60 seconds. And now, plays that made you say, whoa, our top three countdown. Number three, Phillies at the Padres, bottom of the seventh inning for Cesar Hernandez, ground ball to third. Here's the call. Over toward third, this could be a double play, if not a triple play. It is around the horn, 5-4-3, triple play. Started by Michael Franco. He touches the third base bag, goes to second, and then whips it over to first base for the 5-4-3 triple play. Number two, Reds at the Pirates. Third inning, Eric Fryer at the plate. Here's the call. Center field hit pretty hard. Billy turned around twice. He- oh, what? what a play by Hamilton. He got turned around twice, but only his speed could catch up with it. He wraps Fryer of a possible double. What a play by Hamilton. And now our number one play of the week, Angels at the Mariners. Fourth inning, bases loaded for Leonis Martinez. Here's the call. 
Swing it first pitch, drives one out to straightaway center. Trout moving back, still drifting back. He's at the wall, leaps up, and he got it! Mike Trout just robbed Leonis Martin of a grand slam. What a play by Mike Trout. Martin to get grand slam, timed that leap perfectly. And brings that one back. And these have been plays that made you say, whoa, our top three countdown. And now it's time for, he called it like that, Infinite Flow's exciting call of the week. Here it is. Gatlin got a good enough start. Bolt was a bit slow to begin. He's got some work to do. Gatlin's in front. Bolt stretching out now. He's coming after him. He's immortal now. Usain's done it. Gatlin challenge for the silver medal. 9.80 all the way from Beijing to London and now to Rio. It is one of the greatest athletic achievements of all time, if not the very greatest. What a moment. He wasn't great out of the blocks. Gatlin beat him out clearly. Usain had to work. In the end, it was comfortable. Gatlin will take the silver medal by two hundredths of a second and the Canadian Andre de Grasse will be the bronze medalist. You have just seen a moment the likes of which none of us is ever likely to see again in this lifetime or any lifetime for that matter. What a champion. He is a legend. Jamaica's Usain Bolt's unique Olympic Games triple-triple bid began with the 100-meter victory and ended by placing gold in the 200-meter as well as the men's 4x100-meter relay race. And this has been, he called it like that, Infinite Flow's exciting call of the week. And now our Did You Know segment, Facts, Figures, and Head Scratchers. With a total of 28 gold medals, Michael Phelps is the most decorated Olympian of all time. But did you know that if Michael Phelps was a country, he'd be ranked 32nd on the all-time medal count. That's all-time as in everything a country has won in 120 years and 28 Summer Olympics. In 2012, American Christian Taylor won gold in the triple jump, but his career was soon in jeopardy when a degenerative knee problem in his jumping leg, his left, made it hard to jump so he had to stop. Yet, Taylor still defended his gold in Rio. How? He switched his takeoff leg to his right. And finally, did you know that gold medals from the Rio Olympics are actually 92.5% silver and are worth roughly $600? Silver medals are worth about $325 and bronze medals, which are made of 97% copper, are worth about $3 in melt value. And this has been our Did You Know segment, Facts, Figures, and Head Scratchers. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the final buzzer with Pastor Merritt Robinson. Miguel, thank you for the intro. Well, this week is the close, or we're getting ready to close the Olympics. And so, you know, I had to at least talk about the Olympics and, and what's happening. And for me, this is the reason I love sports Sports, to me, I find it to be inspirational. I love watching men and women compete and complete, compete at the highest level, doing their very best, bringing out all that they have, you know, in whatever the contest is. I don't care if it's ping pong or table tennis. I don't care if it's wrestling, rugby, golf. I don't care what it is. Just to see individuals go out and compete at the highest level, give it their all, lay it all on the line. To me, that's it's it's enjoyable. It's something that I love watching. And so after watching 
a lot of events. And by the way, I haven't even finished watching all the events. I'm, I've taped everything and I'm still trying to catch up so that I can, you know, get towards the end. But the thing that has been to me the most inspirational out of all the events, and I've, I've watched Usain Bolt. I watched Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky. I've, I've watched all of those individuals, but there's one guy that takes the K. He's at the top for me as far as this Olympics. And it's name or his name, I should say, is Mo Farah. He is a British distance runner. He runs the 5K and the 10K. And I don't know if you guys watch the 10K, but if you haven't, you need to go and watch that. Because I literally was standing up, jumping up and down, screaming, watching that 10K event. So let me take you back to what happened. So they start the race and it takes about 27, 28 minutes for this race to go to complete. So it's not just a short John. It's not Usain Bolt running 100 meters in 9.6. This is going to take a little bit of time. And so as the guys are running, they're in a pack and there's about 30 guys in this pack running together. And Mo Farrar is towards the front of the pack. He's like number six or seven as they're getting towards the middle of the race. And during the middle of the race, he actually gets tripped up by his training partner, who is an American. He falls to the ground. He tumbles. And I don't know how, but all of a sudden he tumbles and then just pops right back up, jumps back into the race and gets back towards that front group again. By the way, as he pops up and he's running past the stands, dude throws a thumbs up. And I don't know if he did that towards his wife because his wife was in the stand watching and she's frantically like, oh my gosh, what's happening? But he gives the thumbs up and he continues the race. He continues running. And as they're getting towards the end of the race, this guy who has fallen, who is scarred up, takes the lead on the last lap and sprints to a gold medal. It was unbelievable. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. Well, here's the thing that I took from it. Not again, I love when guys and girls, they lay it on the line. They give it all that they have. But as I thought about it, I thought, man, that race, how he ran it, it equates to the Christian walk. It equates to how we as Christians should live and lead our lives. And I understand now why Paul utilizes a lot of sports and athletic imagery when he speaks about the Christian walk, because the two, you can almost correlate them. Let me take you back. This guy, Mo Farrar, is running in a pack. He is running with everyone else and he gets tripped up and he falls and he tumbles. Here's the thing. As a Christian, we we live in this world and there's going to be times where we fall, where we get tripped, where we stumble, where something happens that is completely out of our control and it derails us. And we have a choice, just like Mo Farrar did. 
Mo Farrar could have just laid there on the ground and said, woe is me, pity me, and laid there. But instead, what did he do? He got up and he got back into the race. What I would say is, as Christians, there are going to be times where you find yourself on the ground. And what are you going to do? Are you going to sit there and you're going to... play the self-pity role, are you going to get back up and get back into the race? And that spoke volumes to me to watch that man do that. I want to do that with my Christian walk. When things are hard and difficult, I want to keep pushing on. I want to run the race. As the writer of Hebrews says, run the race that is before you. That's what I want to do. But then as he gets up, going back to Mo Farrar, as he gets back up and he runs, you know what? He throws up the thumbs, the thumb up sign like, I'm good. I'm all right. And see, that also spoke volumes to me as well, because you know what? There's times where we need to say, hey, you know what? It's hard, but I'm okay. I'm I'm all right. I'm going to keep going. And so Mo Farrar continued on in the race. Here's the thing. We need to continue to run the race that's before us. We need to continue to live our lives as ambassadors for Jesus Christ. When it's difficult, when it's hard, when there's things that are in opposition to living a life of godliness, when it's hard to live righteously. And the scriptures indicate that we should pursue righteousness. And but it gets hard sometimes. But you know what? I'm going to continue on. That's what we're called to do as disciples of Jesus Christ. But then what was so incredible about Mo Farrar was this. On that last lap, this dude, I don't, and by the way, I don't even know how many laps they ran, but you're running for 30 minutes. Again, this ain't like jogging down the street and back. You are running for 30 minutes and these guys are getting it. They are putting in work. And yet the last lap, He sprints his behind off and he takes the lead and he finishes as the winner. And as he finished, you look at his back because the cameras went up and they got a close up on him. On his back, he is scarred up. He is bleeding. And see, sometimes as a Christian, we are going to have scars. We're going to have stripes, but we got to keep going. We got to keep going and see, I don't know about you guys, but I want to sprint so that I might obtain the crown of righteousness. I want that victory that is found in Jesus Christ. And so I hope that this serves as inspiration for each and every one of you. Hey, let's get in the race. Let's continue. Let's finish strong. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. We will have new episodes every two weeks. So come back and join us for the infinite flow show where hip hop, the gospel, and sports intersect.